Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Are you listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ? It's Friday the 5th of November. What an outstanding show. What a great show we've had so far. We had Kendra Coxedge on, and while she spoke about the week, the attitude, the mindset shift that's needed if they're going to have any chance against a quality England side. She also spoke about marble racing. Marble racing. Oh, that was very, very interesting. I'm going to have to go have a Google of that post the show and get on to some marble racing. Not that I need anything more else to punt on in my, in my life. But anyway, great to chat to Kendra Coxie. Looking forward to a bounce back this weekend. We also had Matty Cross on. Matty Cross is the voice of the South Island Racing Show. He was outstanding. He's got a big, big week. He hasn't had a beer for two months. So next Saturday, Saturday after Rickerton Cup Day, watch out Crosshurst because Matty Cross is going to be out and about. But he was outstanding. He gave us a wee tip. As well, no veer, no veer in the 2000 guineas. That horse got well and truly punted in post that interview too. So good luck to the TAB. We also had Annabelle Nisham on Baz. She was pretty good as well. She was, mate. She taught Mwanga and also Zaki in the McKinnon this weekend. And she gave us a little tip too. Race 7 at Rose Hill on Saturday. No bell. No bell. Paying good money to 8.50. Don't miss out. It was a great show. A great week. Friday tipple was my highlight. Being able to look back on the week <laughs> that was. And it was good fun being back on here with you as well, mate. So that was Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Swiss Men's Ultivite Multivitamin. 120 tablets for 33.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, good morning. It's You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's Friday. How good we love a Friday here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 5th of November. And it's just after 6 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I was just checking out the window. I was just trying to find my Frisian stairs, seeing if they're all right. I can't see them at the moment, but they'll be somewhere out there chomping away in my long, luscious grass. How good. They're just chipping away. They're growing. They're getting bigger and bigger. I'll be doing pretty well. Yeah, it's a random start to the show. Sorry about that. But anyway, we've got a good show for you today. We've got a great show for you. Cracking show. We've got Black Ferns. We're going to talk a bit about the Black Ferns. They have a massive task ahead of them as they try and bounce back from that massive loss against England. Another week together would have done wonders for the young side. I wonder if they have heard any of the Honey Hitamir smile at review. Roll up the sleeves and smash each other. Wonder if there's a bit of that this week going on in the Black Ferns as they were out muscled up against the quality England side. We'll have either the coach Glenn Moore on or one of the Black Ferns, maybe Kendra Cox here, John, just after or well, sometimes throughout the morning. So looking forward to chatting to the Black Ferns, seeing how their preparations have been gone.
Exciting, fresh, all-black side has been named. I'll give my take on the battle and the week of Rome in Italy. It's a wonderful week for the All Blacks. Um, let's be honest, a bit more about the experience. Lucky enough to be able to travel to some amazing cities, and, and France and I mean Rome and Italy is probably one of them. Very, very historical place. So, want to chat a bit about that? And then we have got Coles and Sam Kane back. Sammy Kane's taking the captaincy role. Josh Lord's first start. George Bridge gets another opportunity, Shannon Frizzell on the bench, so we'll delve into that a bit later on throughout the morning. And then time for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview, and I'm really looking forward to this. Matty Cross, the voice of our trackside airways with his most famous call being his lockdown call with horses called Social Distancing. Number seven, don't touch your face. If you, if you, know, if you don't know what I mean, go check out Matty Cross at, at Matthew Cross. Zero one on Twitter. He's an absolute laugh. He's going to come on the show to have a wee little chat as he's got a big week calling New Zealand Cup week next week. He calls everything. He's a uh, cross-code hopper, so he's um, very, very talented, Matt, Matt across there. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then surely you're racing fans on this show with the amount of times we talk horses throughout our mornings. Two champion horses that have been spoken about a lot on the show are Moonga and Zaki. These two champion horses face off on Saturday in the Paramount, Paramount McKinnon Stakes Group 1 Race 8 at Flemington, trained by the wonderful Annabelle Nisham, and she's going to join us just after 8 o'clock to talk about that race, Moonga v Zaki, and just chat about that, maybe the opportunity for me and Bears to maybe get Moonga's brother, or I know we spoke about it off here, we might go have a wee little purchase, see how that's going, and maybe Annabelle can be our trainer over there. She's going great guns. So looking forward to chatting to her. And then we've got the Friday tipple as well. Friday tipple where we cheers the week. Cheers all our guests. Cheers all our listeners for tuning in and all your wonderful text messages as well. So it's uh, been a great week. We've got a good show to you for you to just to finish the week off on a good point and uh, rip into the weekend sport ahead, quality weekend of racing and sports. So looking forward to that. Anyway, good morning to the team in Auckland. Trudy, Louie. Joe and Kez in the background, and good morning to you, Skipper Baz McCullum. How are you, brother? You're nearly home. You're nearly home. You're on the last furlong, mate. Last furlong. Good morning, Is. Good morning, everyone, as well. Um, yep, last furlong for me here in managed isolation quarantine. I feel sorry for everyone up there in Auckland, everyone in the studio. Day 80 of lockdown. Yeah. Wow, we. Thoughts with all of you, team. How are you all going anyway, team? Are you guys handling it okay up there? Yeah, starting to get a little bit old, as in last night I kind of hit the wall a little bit and had a bit of a vent to Shannon. It's just the lack of direction. Like, really, nobody knows what's next. It's just, like, all buzz phrases and buzzwords, which drives me crazy. Like, I'll give you an example. We can, next week we can hang out with 25 people outside but we can't use a ball, so my AFL team can't get together and kick a pill around, even though people are doing it, but you technically can't. So it's just that kind of lack of tangible what are we actually doing is just driving me a bit insane. Yeah. That little yeah. time slot leaving Auckland thing, that tipped me oh. over the edge. <laughs> really? Oh. Have, have Good luck. a spell. <laughs> have a spell. What? That was weird. <laughs> It'll I, take I know, you two weeks to get out of Auckland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know we don't talk, we don't want to talk politics on this show because we're a sporting show and we like to keep everyone entertained. But 
Sometimes it crosses over into into politics. But I, I did see something yesterday where Winston Peters tweeted something about who would now who is the sham shambolic leader who's running this situation? And then David Seymour retweeted it and said, "You're the one that voted her in as <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> You're the one who chose her as prime minister." I was like, "That's quite quick." <laughs> he's, oh. he's been cracking me up, that David Seymour. David Seymour, yeah, he seems yeah he seems like a good dude. <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, well, that's why our thoughts are with you up there, anyway. And everyone that's listening to us on the radio and and on the, on the app as well, on the SNZ app. Hope you guys are all doing okay up there as you head into the 80th day of lockdown in Auckland. This is a tough old gig. Uh, hopefully, we can bring a smile to your face with some of our random chat on a fun Friday. Is Right. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. And speaking of random chat, you had a bit of a random um, wee day yesterday uh, sitting in your hotel and then you, you had one of your horses trolley, mate. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. So a three-year-old uh, Termulus gelding, which I bred. Um, you know, went through that process of choosing yep. the stallion, sending the mare to the stallion, get her in foal. 11 months, 11 days later, she drops foal. Nice little colt. And then spend time rearing that that uh, colt, getting it all set and you know, prepared for the races. <laughs> Get some mates in. <laughs> it's a couple of weeks away from heading to the races, and I get that dreaded phone call—the <laughs> dreaded phone call after its trial yesterday. Uh, g'day, Baz. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, uh, g'day, Baz. Yeah, mate. Mm, nah, no, I'm not sure this thing's much good. It's like, ah. <laughs> Bugger. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's another one down. So we'll he'll be up for sale somewhere. So, but that's that's the game, eh? That, that's that's racing, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and we we're chatting mm. about it off here a little bit too. You know, like that's that is why when you do get a horse which is any good um, or, or wins on on the racetrack, you've really got to celebrate it because it's so hard to get a good mm. horse. So that's just the game. But but I feel a bit unfortunate for those who get involved in racing that don't end up with a good horse but if that was the case you'd just go to the you'd go to the sale and buy every horse in the race wouldn't you uh, every horse in the sale because yeah. everyone yeah. is going to be a champion but that's the game mm. that's the risk ones, isn't it that's the ri- yeah yeah I know so that that's the risk so you, you, what, what's the what's the rate what's the what's the statistical rate of getting the you know one and three you're going to get a good eel and what ha- like obviously we don't want to yeah, well, what do you what do you do with those ones? Do they just go on and you sell the like obviously Goddard not doing too well and you probably just go on and sell it? Well, the thing is that there can be one man's not to say this in the right, you know, I'm not saying the trash, but one man's trash can be another man's treasure, right? Like someone, yeah, like well-bred horse. Um, if you're prepared to spend the time and the energy on on a horse like that, then there's upside, you know. Uh, I can see him yeah, going down yeah. to the South Island, finding a small stable down there, and being able to have the time invested in him and the money invested in him to be able to actually get a return down the track. But um, yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, maybe not for us when you're trying to you're you're trying to compete at a slightly higher level, if that makes sense. So the stats, mm. I'm not sure, mate. Um, I wouldn't imagine they're favourable, but that's half the game too. You're trying to find yeah, the champion. Yeah. That's what we love. We love trying to find the champion, mate. <laughs> What's yeah, the hang on? We do. Hang on. Here's a text. David Seymour was wrong, Baz, in 2020. The public voted to send him with the unanimous result. Okay. There you go. Mm. Let's stick to sport. 
Sport, mate. Hey, hey, uh, what have we got? What have we got this weekend, mate? We got this weekend. We've uh, some exciting um, sport happening throughout the weekend. We have got a little bit of rugby, a bit of racing. Obviously, that that uh, run with Zaki, Zaki v um, Moonga, and that group one. It just keeps on getting, uh, giving. And then Kennedy, the Kennedy Oaks last night. You got on Willowy, Willow. How do you say it? Willowy. Willowy. That was a good ride too. Good ride. And then what was that? Um, Espionas. Oh, how good was that? Oh, if you, yeah, that's the type of horse you're trying to buy. Is <laughs> that's the one oh, that you want, mate? Just at second start, I would say Espiona, who was ridden by J-Mac and trained by Chris Waller, again, the Kiwi Connections. That there, I would say, is the best three-year-old in Australia at just at second start. Mm. The way he picked him up and just put them down yesterday, she, shall I say, absolutely destroyed them. It was just a clinic. Extreme Choice, I think, is, the, is that right, Louis? She's by extreme choice. Yeah, bang on, mate. So a little bit unconventional. Well, not necessarily unconventional, but just um, a massive result. Not exactly one of those. You know, in Australia at the moment, there's this real kind of trend. I am invincible. Snitzel's these sprinting powerhouses. Um, this was a great result for a... I don't know who owns it. Star Thoroughbreds. They they race a lot of horses with Chris Waller, don't they? And, and um, I think... There's always a bit of overreaction when a horse picks them up and drops them on their head like that. But I saw somebody who should know better saying, oh, that was Winx-like. Oh, come on. <laughs> Easy. Easy. But. That's, that's, God, that's getting a bit giddy, isn't it? It is. But, but, but like, saying that, on a, in a stakes field on a group one day, you don't really see three-year-old fillies do that. So, um, yeah, there's something a bit special about her. And it was just the nature and how kind J-Mac was to her. He didn't even touch her. He just push yeah. push button no. her along and, and that was it. So it's pretty pretty exciting stuff. They're saying the winner of the carnival so far, Espiona. And of course mm. we we put our little multi in yesterday. We we tried to steer yeah. you into a couple of winners and we had Espiona. At the time it was paying two dollars twenty. I think it closed mm. at about a dollar forty five. But then we multied it up with Ryan and Rose, who actually went huge. Ryan and Rose went massive, I thought is. Just was probably yep. a little far back. Luke Nolan probably just took a little bit long to get it. Well, not criticising his ride, but just just took a little while to, to really sort of get him into the race. And then I also think the middle part of the track yesterday was was fire. So and he was yep. just a little bit out from that. But I, we, we had a shout for our multi and it was paying nine dollars or something. Our multi said, so as long as you're in the game, right? Yeah, we've got to be in the game, mate. We've got to be in the game. We had a few text messages, uh, tweet, tweets coming through from, I think it was Ian Murray on, on Twitter. He was backing us for run, ride and rows uh, down the straight there, mate. So I was all on that one. And then I went daisies. Then I went daisies in the Oaks. And daisies just didn't quite get going. She had a, you know, he had a good opportunity to get there in the end. But Willowy with Damien Oliver, mate, that was a hell of a ride from him. And you spoke about it off air when we were chatting about that ride. And, how many Group 1s, Cutler? He's run 100 and... What were you saying last night? He's run 100 or 126, I reckon. 126 Group 1s. Yeah. 126 Group 1s. He ones. got paid. <laughs> and, and for all, like, we're massive J-Mac fans here, and, and there's talk about, will like, this is setting up the jockey's ranks for the next sort of 10 years because the, the chat is, will J-Mac be able to catch D. Oliver? That's, that's what they're chatting about at the moment, but... And J-Max had an unbelievable carnival so far. But how's Damien Oliver's carnival? 
He's won three Group Ones. Well, he's won seven races mm. in the carnival already, I think, too. So, and three of them are Group Ones, and the the combined margin of those three Group One winners would be about, a, well, not even that, half a length across three winners. Like he's just had to carry horses across the line. Willowy, it's a terrible name, Willowy. Yeah, he Willowy was beat miles from home. Miles from yeah. home, and and Damien Oliver just managed to pack it up and just lift it across the line for that that perfect bob right on the line. And they say that that's what the best in the game can do. And Damien Oliver and James McDonald, they do that time and time again. So yeah, we've got some interesting races coming up. Obviously, J Mac is on Zaki in the weekend, so you'd be a brave mm. man to punt against Zaki. And when we get Annabelle Nishman on later on. Get her to steer us, and I did hear hey, that she said Wang is going. I, I got a message. Espo. I got a message from the bank. They just want to know when the carnival's over. That's <laughs> 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 nah, sick of it being. It's just you know, like a little drip when your tap's just dripping. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> I'm just dripping, mate. I'm dripping, and the bank's had enough. <laughs> but yeah, but like you, you might make it. You know, you might make a fortune today. Who knows? You might make a fortune tomorrow. That's the beauty of being a punter is there's just another race and you just got to keep hanging in there. Hang on the back of the speedboat until things things change. But I, I agree with you. I'm getting a bit of a touch-up at the moment. But that's all right. We're not beaten yet. Is Hey, I want to chat to you, mate, about um, what is coming up this weekend as well. Um, obviously, the Black Ferns play England. And we're going to chat a little bit yep. later, get someone from the Black Ferns camp on the show as well. But are, mm. are they a chance, mate? Are they a chance being able to turn around what was a pretty emphatic victory from England the other day? Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely a chance. 100%. They've got so much talent in there. They've got a lot of youth. Got a great mixture of youth. Uh, there's some seven stars in there. I reckon we're going to see Portia Woodman this weekend, and she's outstanding right. on the wing. She's uh, the ultimate tri-scoring machine. Um, for the Blackfern 7 side, and she was a big part of that 7s uh, uh, team that went over and um, and won this gold medal, Kelly Brazier. So I think there's going to be some um, injection of some firepower within that squad. Um, it's going to be a tough ask. Tough ask. You've got to understand England, they've had a professional competition over in England for, for a while now, and you can see the benefits from having a fully-fledged professional outfit competition. They've had played 14 tests compared to the um, Black Ferns zero test over the last couple of years. So they've had the rub of the green. They've been able to get some rugby under their track. So um, I, I think they've got a chance, always got a chance to get out there and they'll be a lot better. They'll be a lot better. I think this week with Glenn Moore, having been coached by Glenn Moore, he wouldn't have been very impressed at all. So it would have been a lot of tackle bags, a lot of clean outs, a lot of breakdown. And just kind of like that, the attitude, you know, like yeah. these girls know how to play rugby. They know how they know what they have to do, but sometimes the attitude can, you, your aggressiveness, your mindset can just be a little bit off, um, and that just goes a long way to to your performance. And so this week, Growler Glenn Moore would have just been getting those little things, doing things in training, just doing uh, little little things throughout the meetings, just having little digs, just you know, just getting the girls fired up in subtle ways. Um, I feel like yeah, this weekend they're going to be a whole lot more physical, a bit more sharper, but it's going to be a tough ask. Um, tough ask against the quality England side over there as well, um, but definitely, definitely going to be better. Definitely going to be better. And I, um, yesterday the announcement of Super Rugby All Picky, 
the sides. Um, great news. Great news. There's some quality sides um, that have been announced as well. The Chiefs, well, their team's absolutely stacked with talent. So they're going to be probably the ones to watch, the ones to beat. But that just will go a long way for the future of the Black Ferns rugby and women's rugby in New Zealand to building on those foundations and getting the Black Ferns. Like, we haven't had a, a women's comp for a very long time. We've had a Fara Palmer Cup, but a professional competition. And the Black Ferns have been, I don't know, I think it's like seven-time world champions. So we've had no professional competition. They've been able to transition that into the international level. I think this new rugby, Super Rugby competition will go a long way to making the Black Ferns uh, an even bigger force on, on the world stage. So they got a chance. It'll be tough, though, Bez. Okay. Well, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see if they can turn around in a short period of time. and mm. uh, Maybe they just have to channel a little bit of the old... Um, honey, you hit me a smiler chat from the other day and just replay that <laughs> in the change room on full noise. Just crank up yeah. the Bose sound system and just get that drumming through the, the cold concrete changing room just to really fire them up. But hopefully they were able to uh, to lift and, and really challenge that England side in the weekend. So it be fascinating. Plenty more rugby to talk as well. With the AB side a little bit later on, we'll get Izzy's inside scoop on how that side's going to go with Sam Kane back as captain Richie Mowanga back in the first 5-8 starting position as well but for now it is 6.21 in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, big thanks to Chemist Warehouse great savings every day 26 past 6 on a fun Friday the 5th of November, the Kenatire phone line is 0800 150 lads, we've got a Black Caps test squad today, what a treat for a Friday, let me rip through this for the tour of India, and then Baz has a text there, it'd be cool to get to. Kane Williamson, Tom Blundell, Devin Conway, Jameson Latham, Nichols, Ajaz Patel, Glenn Phillips, Rachin Ravindra, very cool for him, Mitchell Santner, Will Somerville, Tim Southey, Ross Taylor, Will Young, Neil Wagner. So you'll notice no Trent Bolt, probably the headline, and there's a text there talking about that, Baz. Yeah, there is. I'm going to read that text out in just a second when I get it up on my screen. Oh. Hey, boys, want to know your thoughts on the Black Caps Test Match squad? For India, Trent Bolt, Colin de Grandholm, unavailable due to bubble restrictions. Boys, is Test Cricket an extreme risk situation where it may not be around sooner rather than later with rest and rotation prominent, i.e. England tour? Am I missing anything off that text, boys? Because it's... Really worried um, about really the future. Really worried about the future of Test cricket. Mm. Well, first, first things first. Um, the Test squad, I quite like the squad actually. Um, I don't think Trent Bolt would have necessarily played in the Test squad uh, in the Test side either, with the conditions that they're anticipating over in um, in India. The two Test matches, one's at Kanpur, the other one is at uh, Mumbai, Wonkiri, which can help the, the seam bowlers with the extra bounce but what we've seen over the last little while from um, India is they're preparing slower, more spin friendly surfaces so you need to make sure you've got enough spin bowling options amongst your, um, mm. your side um, I'm, out of all the seamers, you think Wagner's been unbelievable last couple of years, Southie's been phenomenal and obviously the emergence of um, Kyle Jameson, you're not going to play four seamers in those conditions. So Trent Bolt, whilst he's an absolute jet um, and has been an unbelievable bowler for New Zealand for a long time, out of those four, he's probably the one who would miss out um, in that side. Um, so then when you add that, it's a long way to go. It's a, it's a lot of demand on you as a player, 
been in these bubble restrictions to then for someone like Trent Bolt who's got a young family to be to be running the drink. So um, I, I don't mind the decision. I quite like the squad. It gives them lots of different options. The Colin de Granholm one's a bit different because I don't think he would have made the side anyway, personally. Um, mm. uh, made the squad. Whereas Trent Bolt definitely would have been in the squad, but I think it's a sound option. And moving forward, it's still another long summer, so it's better off having Trent Bolt at home with his family for that time and, and give the options and the opportunities to the other boys. So quite like it is to get to that text. Is, are you worried about the future of Test cricket? Well, we've been worried about the future of Test cricket for a long time, which um, is not going to go away anytime soon. Uh, the, the Test Cricket Championship. World Test Cricket Championship has added some context to it, no doubt. Um, but I still think it's... Enjoy it while it's around, is my advice, because I think it's it's under real risk of, of uh, being... Well, decimated, <laughs> decimated is not the right word, but it's, it's going to lose relevance. Um, and not many teams make any money out of it as either. So that's why, you know, it, you, you need the other forms of the game to be able to afford to pay for, for Test Cricket, so... I love the game of Test cricket, but I think it's under real pressure for sure. Well, now we're going yeah, to get love, to the oh, look, I'm, uh, No, I'll, I'll just quickly rank. I'll get get to choose, yeah. but it's, it's, it's like test. It's called a test because it's a it test you, test you mentally, test you physically. You know, you have to be on your money every single second of that day to to get the win, and and it is game for the purest, but. You touched on it there with the, the amount of support and um, you know marketing and, and exposure that T20 is getting on the big stage with obviously the announced two new IPL sides worth what six hundred ninety eight million US dollars. Like you're right, the money's gonna is the only way that these forms can survive. But I just hope that we don't lose Test cricket because it is a big part of cricket and there's nothing better than when you've seen the teams don in the whites and getting into it. So. That's a great little summation there, Baz. Well done for doing that, mate. And keep those texts coming in as well about Test Cricket. If you want to know anything from Baz, double eight double three on the text uh, line and we'll get Baz to those, uh, to react to those text messages shortly. But right now, uh, we're going to get to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday. Oh, you know it's Friday on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're 26 minutes away from seven. And if you took a hiding on Oaks Day, don't worry about it. If you took a hiding on Cup Day, don't worry about it. There is no last race. Ever is there a last race. We will forge ahead on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, giving you the best, well, information and sometimes some pretty handy tips. Annabelle Nisham up after 7am and Maddie Cross, the voice of racing in the south down there in the beautiful 03. Well he's on at 740 and he works hard. He is going to give us all of the grass we need for a huge week, cup week coming up starting, lads, tomorrow at Rickerton and that's where we get to, loveracing.nz It is 2000 Guineas Day boys it's a great race. I went through yesterday the market and the chances and um, there hasn't been too much moves in the market. I asked Jamie Richards, what do you reckon about your Saverbill Colt Novia? And the response I got, it was a bit more cheery than when he was talking about Goddard's trial, I have to be brutally honest. 
Baz, he said, good. So the horse is travelling very well. I wish I win. You pointed out yesterday. It looks over the odds. It's coming slightly to $10 now. For me, going back and doing a little bit of form yesterday, Wakari. Now, we spoke about this yesterday, Mm. Izzy. You backed it. Go back and watch its last run on the last day of the Hawke's Bay Carnival. It falls out of the gates. And this is where uh, the Stephen Marsh runner gets through the middle and wins. But Wakari was eating the 1,400 up after missing the kick by about four or five lengths. It was eating it up, and it hit the line so strong, it looks like it's going to get the mile trip of the 2,000 guineas. Easily, it's got a nice draw. It's got Danielle Johnson. Um, I can't throw Navier. I really can't. I can't toss Navier. And Field of Gold is the one that's taken a little drift. Dark Destroyer is staying very solid in the market. It's a really good race. I don't know if any of these horses are going to go on to be super superstars. Probably thought Aegon had more of a chance to do that. But you never really know. And I just think it's a competitive race and it's going to be a great betting one. So I'll be really interested to see where the market movers go tomorrow. One I'm really interested to watch is in the rating 74, race number nine, My World. It was a former North Island galloper, went down to the Pitmans and it won so well at Ashburton, paying about $10 last start. So you're getting half that, $5.52.10. It's a very fair, even race, but it looks like great each way value. Um, I don't tend to spend all day punting in uh, thoroughbreds in the south just because of my well, where I live and the, the more kind of the close nature of where I seem to do my punting but tomorrow Rickerton Park there is a meeting at Tarapa but Rickerton is going to be getting a lot of my attention as well as the Flemington Stakes Day it's a huge day and I can't wait so that's what we're looking at boys is he what what are, what are oh, sorry snob is the term the snob is the term that you were trying to get to <laughs> you said you don't like to punt too much down in the South Island you're don't an Auckland snob where you come from that's what yeah. where you eh? come from what's wrong with the, what's wrong You're with South the... Island races, mate? Nothing. I just don't do as much form because I'm just not really in the vicinity. Because Auckland snob. <laughs> mate, I... The, easy. Easy. Is, is, I'm standing up for your South Island here, brother. Oh. <laughs> no, that's good, mate. I love it. I love it. I'll be... Oh, mate. Look, I'm just... I'm in a such, I'm in a little predicament here. I'm in a little predicament here. And it's been annoying me. It's been one of the things that's really... Frustrating me with this racing game. I'm going with my heart on everything. And I just, so yesterday, obviously went with Daisies because that's my wife's name. But I knew it wasn't going to win. But I just had to go with it because it was my wife's name. And now because I've backed Waikari, I've backed it before. I'm stuck because it's paying five bucks. And I'm like, mate, I know I've backed it before. I'll go again, but I'll go. But Novia's going to pump it. You know, and I'm like, should I play with my heart or go with my head here? I don't know. I'm stuck. Take the Quinn. You know the irony of that is? Waikari yeah. used to be a, um, it used to be an institution down in in, uh, the, in the lower South Island where people that weren't quite the full full biscuit used to have to go to. So the fact that you've punted it is quite intriguing. <laughs> but oh. you talk about, uh, Louis, you talk about how you're not sure if any of these horses are out and out superstars. But keep in mind that um, incentivise ran eighth in a maiden at Toowoomba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About inside the last 12 months. So they really can come from anywhere. The dream is always can... alive. Correct. Well, maybe yeah. Goddard's got a chance. Not for Goddard. <laughs> <laughs> what in Goddard's name. Maybe Goddard's name. right. <laughs> Trouser, uh... maybe you're right, mate. 
back. <laughs> Righto, 6.39 in the morning. We've got coming up next is Quizzy Dag. So if you want to take on the Is Master and you could win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB, you can get on the one or two races that, that Louis watches in the South Island each year and you can have a little bit of a punt. Give us a call on 0800 150 That's the Kennard Tire phone line. It's the Guineas tomorrow. You need some ammunition. TAB voucher, 50 bucks worth, is coming right up. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louie, Trudy, cares and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies, cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now, give it a go. Yes, you know what time it is, Quizzy Dag, and we've got a theme for you today. This Quizzy is themed, DJ Louie spin that. Yes, that is right. <laughs> that is right, it's Italian theme today. We've themed it Italian because the All Blacks are playing in Italy and we're, if you know your history, we're going to go get real historical on this quiz. We're going straight to Italy and the amount of history there. Rome, what a beautiful, beautiful place. I was lucky enough to spend a week there. And, oh, outstanding. So we got Richard up on the line first. Richard, good morning. Morning, morning Richard. Have you been to Italy and hey, Rome? No, I haven't. I've been yep. to Europe. I haven't been to Italy, eh? Oh, okay. Here we go. Let's hope you listened. That's high school, mate. This is, this is a pretty tough one for you. But anyway, question number one. Which former All Black is currently coaching Italy? Mate, not a clue. Uh, uh. Sorry. Oh, Richard. All good, bud. Simon. Good morning, Simon. There you go. Good, Simon. Which former All Black is currently coaching Italy? Former All Black. Um, is it Crowley? Right. Karen? Oh. Yes, it is Karen Crowley. Question number two. What was the name of the Italian sprinter who won the 100 metre gold medal at Tokyo Olympics? Four. Three. Four, two. Two. Four, four, two. No. Wasn't four, two. Sorry, Simon. Brenton. Good morning, Brenton. Hey, How you going, mate? mate? You been to Italy? Hey? Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Yep. You bet? All right. What yep. was, oh, here we go. What was the name of the Italian sprinter who won the 100-meter gold medal at Tokyo Olympics? Was it uh, Mark... Marcel Jacob, Lamont Marcel Jacob, I think his name was. Beautiful, beautiful. Question number three. What's the name of the ancient city that was buried in the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in AD 79? Oh. Oh. 
No. Sorry, Brenton. David in Christchurch. Christchurch, David. Good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Very, very well. Thank you. What was? Pompeii. What's the name of? That is the correct name, Pompeii. Well, question number four: Which football club has won the most Serie A titles in Italy? Five. Uh, Three, it's out of two. I'm, two. I'm gonna go Juventus. One. Well done, <laughs> well done, <laughs> David, David, David. Question number five. What's the name of the famous venue of the gladiatorial battles in Central Rome? <laughs> Been there, the Colosseum. <laughs> <laughs> David, you've been there, mate. Hey, what a what an amazing city it is, isn't it? It's it is probably the best place I've been to. Just brilliant. Yes. What was what was your what was your highlight? Oh, it probably was Colosseum, but I did enjoy um, you know all of it really, yeah, the steps and the. Trevi Fountain and all that sort of thing. Oh, yes. Did you know that they they put they collect 1.3 million euros out of a Trevi Fountain every year? What a stat, mate. Did you throw yeah, a few I in there, did you? Something. I did, mate. Made a wish, yeah, but it didn't come true. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. It might not be. Yet, well, winning Dag wasn't you. your wish. Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanks guy. very much, David. Have a cracky weekend, mate. Yeah, nice one. You too, guys. You Thanks go. a lot. Good stuff. Very good, Is That was the yeah. quizzy dag with the lovely Italian theme and music in the background. That was brought to you by Ashley Martin. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point and search Ashley Martin online. I know we've got to get off to a break shortly, but what's your favourite part of Italy, my friend? <laughs> Oh, uh, mate, uh, like the Colosseum was special. Uh, the Colosseum was real awesome to be able to walk around there, you know, go check it all out, did the whole tour. I'd have to say Vatican. I was lucky enough to go to the Vatican City and, and do a wee tour around there. And um, I can't remember the place. I've written it down, actually. Uh, yeah, so you go through uh, and you see all the... the, the all the paintings on the wall. I think Angela, Angelo, Trudy will probably be able to help me. With this like Michelangelo, um, just a sp- yeah, yeah, it's Michelangelo. The special like the roof. When you're not allowed to take photos, mate. It was a special place. Just knowing that that that's the oldest country and the oldest city in the world, and being able to walk in steps where people thousands of years ago were were migrating to it was special. So it would have to be those two, like Colosseum and Vatican City. Beautiful. Beautiful. The boys are giggling in the back. I can hear them online. What are you? What are you Muppets laughing about? They're talking about teenage mutant. Ninja oh, I just Turtles. said to Joe, did you know that Michelangelo wasn't just a teenage mutant ninja turtle? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, Izzy, those churches are beautiful. You guys are. Yeah. <laughs> my favourite part is is the uh, the Brunello di Montagino. Absolutely beautiful grape. Wonderful wine. It's the wine and the cheese for sure in Italy. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah.
And those and what about just finding those little pizza joints down the down the side yeah. as well? Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's a long Special way place. from Yeah, it's a long way from Parnell though. <laughs> Louis. <laughs> it's six fifty two in the morning. Here on Baz Izzy for breakfast. We've got plenty more coming up soon. <laughs> We are not far away from the news with Trudy coming up very shortly up after 7 o'clock. It is Annabelle Nisham, the trainer of the wonderful Zaki in Moonga. So stay tuned for that. But right now. It's Trudy's world. 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 Now, Trudy's World is all about the stories that make you smile on a Friday. This one, I'm sorry, is going to make you lads squirm. (laughs) Sorry. It's not my circus. It's not my monkeys. This is from News Hub, so sharing. A 12-year-old boy has been rushed to hospital after having 31 magnetic balls removed from his bladder. The little boy from China admitted he'd inserted the magnetic balls into his pee-pee while exploring his anatomy. After complaining of tummy pains to his mum, the boy was taken to hospital and underwent surgery. So just a little hashtag, don't do that for a Friday. Don't do that this weekend. Why would he do that? From today's <laughs> Only in America file, a young Pennsylvania woman is facing criminal charges after striking another woman in the back of a head with a cold chicken at Walmart. The 20-year-old <laughs> threw a cold chuck out of the supermarket chiller at the 52-year-old fellow shopper. No reason given, just figuring it was a bit of a Karen judgy moment. And talking 52-year-olds, I just handed Louis this... this um, catalogue because it's a chemist warehouse catalogue and it's got Dan Carter on the front looking mighty striking and he goes oh who's that she's hot on the front just here not Dan Carter by the way not Dan Carter (laughs) and it's Kylie Minogue so Louie's got a thing for Kylie I didn't even know it was she is hot though to be fair she she might be well is she on the she's on the front cover there chemist warehouse too go on Baz what are we going to say are you into that sort of thing are you like just a bit older and but you couldn't even tell she'd been airbrushed to buggery and she just... Is... She's gorgeous. Oh, and she she's is. moving back to Australia. She's leaving the UK and coming home to Melbourne. Yeah. She's moving back to Australia. How old is Kylie Minogue? I'm p- picking early 50s. I don't really know. Google. Google. How, old, how old are you, Louie? Uh, 25. Uh, old, old enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Love it's a bit creepy. She's 53. Sistine Chapel, is he? <laughs> Tim the teacher. Yeah. Sistine Chapel is what you were talking about. Thank you, Tim the teacher. We always rely on you for our uh, geographical information. Very kind. Right, we're coming up to 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm a little bit weirded out by that, Louis. We're craving him at cafe about now. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Friday. Friday. How good. The 5th of November. It's just after 7 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Uh, we've had a good morning so far. Talking cricket. We spoke about the test side, Black Caps test side, cricket side. Just been named. The emissions of Trent Bolt and Colin de Rigomholm. And Baz gave his little thoughts on that. So that was great. If you missed that, make sure you head over to the SENZ app, download our podcast, and you'll get that conversation. It was very insightful at all and gave us a little look on why they left those two players out heading to India with the, well, conditions over there obviously suit the spinners a lot more. Um, I want to also, West Indies just lost to Sri Lanka. I want to talk to Baz about the West Indies T20 side. They are, they were one of the favourites. Now they've lost a fair few on the chop. 
uh, a lot closer than it was looking. They lost by 20 runs. Um, so they, they obviously ch ground it back a, a wee bit. So I'll get a, his take on, on the West Indies and why they haven't been able to fire in this T20 World Cup later on in the show. Coming up anyway, we've got the Black Ferns after eight. We're going to talk to Kendra Coxedge. They're facing England uh, this weekend. And uh, she's going to come on the show and talk to us about the week. And um, maybe it's been a pretty full noise week. A lot of contact sessions. Um, they were pretty beaten up in that match against England. So looking forward to chatting to Kendra Coxedge, a uh, uh, bit of a leader in that Black Fern side, just after 8 o'clock. And then we've got Maddie Cross coming up. Maddie Cross is the caller, the voice of the South Island. Louis probably doesn't listen to him because he doesn't watch any South Island racing, but that's okay. It's all right. <laughs> no, no, I'm only a Louis dig, Louis. He'd love it, mate. Love it. Uh, he's a good man, Matty Cross. If you don't know, uh, if you haven't heard Matt Cross, go check out his Twitter, at MatthewCross01. And he did a great call during lockdown. He was going through names called like social distancing. Number seven, don't touch your face. It was a great call. One of the greats. But anyway, he's going to join us for the Waikato Stud Racing Preview to talk that. But right now, right now, we've got a very, very special guest on the show. And Baz is going to do the intro. Thank you, Izzy, and it's time for a cafe coffee catch-up as well. And, well, we couldn't be more stoked to have this wonderful trainer who is doing amazing things over in Australia. Whether you're a racing nut or not, you would have heard us talk about Mwanga and Zaki, two absolute stars of the spring with huge profiles, and profiles which, you've got to say, have also helped lift the profile of this trainer who we'll speak to in a sec to the very, very pointy end of Australian racing. Annabelle Nisham is... A wonderful lady doing wonderful things over there in Australia, and we're really lucky to have her on the show this morning. Good morning, Annabelle. Morning, guys. How are you? Wonderful, thank you. Crikey, you've had a you've had a heck of a spring so far, haven't you? A little bit of everything in there. <laughs> yeah, certainly uh, a lot of highs and uh, a few lows, but I suppose with the highs comes the lows, and it makes uh, the good days good days uh, even better. But um, looking forward to the rest of the week, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you've obviously got Zaki and Moing. We'll get on to them in a minute. But just, I guess, the, a little bit of a backstory for for us on, on Annabelle Nation. So she obviously used to train uh, for Chris Waller. Well, not Chris Waller. Um, Kira Ma used to be with him. And then you've gone out on your own. And then just in a very short space of time, you've just projected yourself to the very top of the ranks over there in Australia. Do you want to just explain to us a little bit more? about that journey yeah so um originally from from england and came out to australia uh, about five and a half years ago and um did a did, uh, first part with gay waterhouse major in bot which is amazing and then um took up a role with with kieran Ma and david eustace and that sort of led to me being their assistant trainer in in sydney um when they opened up a stable there and and uh, yeah from from there sort of launched on my own just over a year ago what what's the biggest challenge since you've been out on your own? Um, obviously, you've had some great support being with those a, a good team, but now you're on your own. You've probably obviously got a good team around you. What's the biggest challenge when you go out on your own? Uh, probably, um, I suppose initially not having someone like Kieran to bounce ideas off. Um, you know, the, mm. I suppose it's just being brave enough to make those calls yourself. But um, I felt I was ready to ready to do that. I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone out on my own if I didn't. But um yeah, I suppose sharing the lows with a, a big bigger team was probably a bit easier in their stable. Yeah. But um uh yeah, I mean to be honest it's 
that that job I had was just an amazing launch pad into into what I'm doing now. Um, it was a really good uh, way to learn. I was running the stable up in Sydney, um, which was sort of removed from from the boys down in Melbourne. So um, I had a fair bit of responsibility, and I think that that has helped with that transition. Obviously, now running my own business is all the things that come with that, not just training, all the business mm. side of things as well. But um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, nice, nice. And um, tell us a bit about Zaki. Zaki was obviously scratched early uh, in the morning of the Cox Plate, which was, wow, we are all bloody gutted because we wanted to see Zaki racing in, in the Cox Plate. But tell us about Zaki. How's, how's the horse pulled up in preparations um, heading into the weekend's race? Yeah, he, pulled, he's, he had a temperature on the morning of and and sort of I suppose it's a good thing but it, in some ways it makes it even more frustrating that was actually the only temperature he spiked on the Saturday morning never went up again and his blood was blood picture was completely back to normal on Monday so um, you know had it ling- had it lingered on I probably would have just put him in the paddock um, yeah. but the fact that he, he literally spiked a temp for a day um, I sort of I kept going with him to see how he is, and it certainly doesn't seem to have knocked him around. Um, he's very fresh. Um, Jay Matt came and galloped him last Saturday and and this Tuesday, and um, you know he gave him the he gave him the tick. He had a thumbs up coming back in on Tuesday, and he, you know he felt off that work. We should be running him. So, um, like with like with all 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 our horses, if we're not completely comfortable with them, we don't run them. Um, but certainly. You know, even looking at him out on the track this morning, he's bright as a button, and um, yeah, I just can't wait to get him back to the track. It's a month between runs, but I and I've always ran him last prep, which is our first prep with him. He ran every couple of weeks, but um, I'll be interested mm. to see. He's always ran well first up, so I'll be interested to see how he is. You know, a month between runs, that that bit of freshness on his side. Nice. Yeah, I guess. Going back to that Cox Plate and picking up the temperature and, and things like that, is that just a, a huge part of training as well? You're just constantly evaluating your horses and seeing the fitness and obviously you work to a long-term plan, but then each day you've just got to got to deal with what you've got. Is that is that a real big part of it? Yeah, and, and you know, you try and leave no stone unturned. You do everything you can, but it's just a real reminder that, that they're animals and things go wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was a perfect science, then um, I suppose it wouldn't be any sort of art to training. But I've, I really think there was nothing we could do about it. It's just one of those things. Um, um, and, and I suppose, you know, I'm learning from from the start that, that you, you get those disappointing days. But um, look, it's not the end of the world. We've still got the horse. He's happy and healthy and, um, and he's favourite for Group 1 on Saturday. So, um all is not lost, but uh, yeah, I was disappointed, particularly for, for Todd Pollard and, and Raphael Moscatani, who, who came down, you know, they, they did 14 days quarantine in Melbourne, sort of six, seven weeks ago, um, they've oh. been with the horse the whole way through, so it's really gutting for them, because I think he'd been favourite for the Cox Plate for about five months, so hmm. you're kind of hoping that come Cox Plate morning, you've still got the favourite, um, but uh, didn't expect for him to, to have that temp. Oh, a little sweetener of the McKinnon would, would be quite nice as well. You just mentioned Todd Pollard, of course, um, familiar to us here in New Zealand. He's come across and, <laughs> and joined your ranks just recently after being with Stephen Marsh here in, in Cambridge in New Zealand. How's Todd getting on? And and, uh, and we miss him over here. 
Uh, well, hopefully you're not going to have him back because he's. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping he's here to stay. He's, he's very good. Um, no, very lucky to have him. Obviously, a real talent, and um, he's been a great addition to our team. Um, it was, you know, it a comfort. You know, Zaki's probably my best horse in the stable. So when you're sending them away in the times that we're in with COVID and what have you, um, I had to make that call whether what I did, and obviously we've got quite a lot of horses in, in Sydney now so I couldn't really turn my back on all of them just for, for one horse so the beauty of having Todd is you know he's well capable of, of overseeing his prep and it was great that uh, we won the Underwood um, under his care down in Melbourne and yeah he's, he's been a great asset so we've actually swapped over he's he's gone back up to Sydney um, we've got some nice runners in at Rose Hill tomorrow um, and, and I've just come down for the last week of the carnival so can you just explain to us how, how you actually got a hold of Todd? What, how did that process work? Because he was obviously working here in New Zealand. Did you just headhunt him out, or how did that sort of come about? Throw a bit of cash at him. I've got to be careful there. I don't know what I'm saying. I can't really remember. <laughs> no, I, I, was for, <laughs> I was looking for an assistant trainer, and his name kept popping up. Um, a lot of people recommended him. Um, I think even... Fellow Keely and Andy Andy Williams um, gave me a call and said this guy's great and um, yeah I had a couple of chats with him on the phone and he said he was keen to come and, and explore uh, the racing in Australia as well so um, yeah I don't think it was, it was probably only a couple of months later that he that he arrived. Excellent. Oh that's great journalism from uh, from Baz McCullum. There we got breaking news on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. No, I'm really joking. Hey, I want to ask you about Moonga. Moonga uh, said a you know reasonably solid uh, spring carnival as well. Um, you know, how's Moonga looking? Preparations heading into Saturday, and you've got two of the great horses in one race. You must be um, pretty happy with that. Yeah, he's super. Um, I've actually just just got off him. Um, uh, rode him this morning, and he's. He's uh, very full of himself. Um, he's normally quite a reserved sort of horse. He's, he's normally quite quiet, but just noticed the change in him this week. Um, he's got a real spring in his steps. So he's had a great prep so far. He obviously he beat beat very elegant first up in in the group one Winks eights, which was a, a really big thrill, particularly as he's a you know yeah. he's still an entire. So um, although he was always going to get a place at stud, having won the Rose Hill Guineas, I think. You know, being a Group One winner, weight for age as 1400s just probably enhanced his value and and um, probably just secured his future a bit more in that department. But um, he was then massive in the Maccabi Diva, going down by I think it was about a neck to incentivise and and uh, you know was running the Epsom with top weight was huge. So um, mm. Ricky's coming off the back of a maybe maybe on the day I was probably a little bit disappointed with his Cox Plate run, but when I look back through the replay, I think maybe maybe I rode him a bit close, um, and I think I just think back to Flemington, big track. Um, it won't be as soft as it was. It was pretty soft at uh, Mooney Valley, and I do think he prefers being on top of the ground. So I'm pretty confident he's going to run a big race. Mm, nice. Oh, so we're, we're friends <laughs> with uh, Richie Richie Moanga, and obviously it's. Named after Richie Mwanga, and he's doing special things, raising some money for Child Cancer Foundation, I think. Um, does he have much involvement? Has he been hound yet? I know he's a big, avid horse fan, and he's very uh, you know, fortunate to be involved with, with Mwanga. 
no, it's just been amazing to have him involved. He's obviously absolute superstar on the pitch and, and seems to be a superstar off the pitch as well. So, um, yeah, we've had a, a, a few messages back and forth. I know he's had contact with Jack, who's his, who's his strapper that, that looks after him. I know they have a bit of a bit of chat um, as well. So, he's yeah, he takes um, great interest in him. And I, I know, uh, <laughs> uh, sort of, um, or heard, might have been on your radio station actually when... Um, we spoke to him after he won the Wink Stakes, and he, he actually, you know, you can just hear the excitement in his voice. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's just good that his namesake's a good horse, and we're not still um, trotting off around the country <laughs> trying to win a maiden with him because uh, wouldn't been a, wouldn't have been much good calling the horse after after a superstar if it wasn't a superstar. <laughs> well. Annabelle, um, Izzy's got plenty of cash, and, and he's quite keen to go to the sales this year and buy, <laughs> buy Mwanga's brother. And if that's the case, he said he's only got two conditions. One is that you train it, and the second one is that J-Mac <laughs> has to ride it. So as long as as long as long you're good with that, we can probably make well, that. Well, they got money. that much money, mate. <laughs> you're going to need about um, $1.5 I reckon. <laughs> oh, hell. Oh, well, I'm more than happy, more than happy for that, obviously. I mean, J-Max just riding out of his skin. You'd, you'd get him on every horse if you could. Um, but, uh, no, yeah. well, ho- hopefully you can get him. What's he going to call him? That's a great question. He's um, got to have a name. Busy. <laughs> Might call him Busy. Busy. Bears and Izzy. <laughs> get busy. Uh, uh, hey, Annabelle, you mentioned um, about J-Max then. He's just having an unbelievable carnival, isn't he? And he's just seems to have gone to, to new heights. You know him so well. What, what is it that you think has made him what he is right at this point in time? Oh, he's just... Well, other than, the you know, the fact that on, a, on the back of a horse, he's just got so much talent. You can see he's just at one with every horse. You know, a lot of good jockeys are good, but, you know, occasionally they don't suit a certain horse. He just suits any horse. He can ride any horse. He's just got... He rides with that natural instinct, but he's... I think it's his competitiveness that that um, really sets him apart. Um, you know, he, he won the derby on Sunday and he's on the phone, sorry, Saturday, and he's on the phone to me Sunday sort of chasing a, a nice horse to ride that we've got back up in Sydney in a few weeks' time. You know, his mind is always looking forward. Um, yeah. Yeah. Spoke to him the day after the, the Melbourne Cup and he said, I haven't really... I hadn't let his hair down yet. He said, I've still got Nature Strip and Zaki to look forward to. So, you know, he just he's just the ultimate professional. Um, he's very, very competitive. And, and um, yeah, he's not, just a, he's not just a jockey. You know, he takes great interest in all, all of their pedigrees. And, and um, you know, I don't know what he'll do when he retires, but I'd say he'd make a good blood agent or a good trainer or, or, or whatever he wants to do because, yeah, he's just fully immersed in it. Well, if he keeps riding like he is and winning all that stake money, he won't need to do much other than sit back and enjoy the fruits of his labour. <laughs> hey, um, we'll let you go in a sec, Annabelle. But yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll let you go in a sec. But you did mention just before that you got quite a nice team elsewhere this weekend as well. Can you steer us into one outside of Mwanga and Zaki? Yeah, I've got a two-year-old running um, in the Golden Gift at Rose Hill tomorrow is called Nobel. I'm not sure what price he is now. I think he opened up at about eight fifty nine dollars. Um, I thought uh, his run, if you go back and watch his run at Mooney Valley on Cox Plate Day, actually J Mac was on him. It was a very eye catching run. He was a little bit caught for speed. It was a thousand meters, um, but he closed off really well around third and sort of powered past the winner after the line and. 
and uh, yeah, back on a bigger track over 1100. I think he'll run a big race. Ooh. Beautiful. Well, eight Thank you, Annabelle. I'll be right on that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you might not be 8.50 at the end of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, a huge thank you from us, Annabelle, for, for joining us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And we love what you're doing over there. And we, uh, yeah, we're big supporters of you. And, and we wish you all the very best this weekend with both Moanga and, uh, and obviously Zaki as well. Thanks, awesome. Annabelle. Thanks for having me on, guys. Legend. That was Annabelle Nisham, who is doing amazing things over there in Australia in the training ranks so early in her career when she's been out on her own, but she's been around the game for a long, long time and has pedigree to just continue to dominate in the training ranks. So pretty awesome being having the opportunity to chat with her. Well done, Louis, for teeing that up. Excellent job yeah. from the bleachers. Uh, that was also, of course, a McCafe coffee catch-up. So... Big thanks to McCafe for that. What um, is, I think we've got to shoot off to a break, don't we? What do we got coming up after yep. that, my friend? we got coming up. I'm just going to whip into a bit of All Blacks chat. They've got a new, uh, obviously a, a side's been announced uh, overnight, so we're going to talk about that and just rip into it. And then, wait, they're up against Italy, but it's all about the experience, Coliseum, Pantheon, all that kind of things, mate. So we'll rip into a bit of that. We'll be back soon. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's 26 minutes past 7 o'clock. If you just missed Annabelle Nisham, go catch up on the SENZ app or on our podcast channels. 0800 150 is the Kennard's Hire phone line. Have you seen the All Blacks squad named? What do you make of it? Izzy's about to give his take. Um, I'll just quickly rip through it, Is and I'll chuck it over to you. So we've got George Bauer, yeah, but- Dane Coles, Tyrell Lomax, Tupo Vai, uh, Josh Lord getting a, se- a second game, um, Luke Jacobson, and Sam Kane is back in a 75th test to captain the side. Hoskins, Satutu, Brad Weber, Richie Moonga, George Bridge, Quinn Tupaya, uh, Braden Enor, Sevu Reese, Damian McKenzie, Asafa Amor on the bench with Ethan DeGroote, Offa Toanga Farsi, Sam Whitelock, probably is not too used to the pine, Shannon Frizzell, Finlay Christie, David Harvili, and Geordie Barrett. That's your 23 is. Yeah, yeah, it's a, like, uh, no surprises there, no real surprises. They are facing Italy, and no disrespect to Italy, but they, they're just not. Um, yeah, they, they, they're just not going to. Uh, bother the all at all. Um, so, <laughs> no, they're not very good at all, Baz. You just, yeah. I don't want to try and be bad, but they're not very good. They're not very good. So this this whole week is about an experience. Experience, oh, like I spoke about, it's a wonderful city. Ian Foster uh, in his uh, conversation said that it's about the experience of the week, being in Italy in Rome with so much history, uh, the sights, uh, getting around, eating some good food, just getting a whole good experience. And it's also a week to breed some players that are potentially going to be big going forward. So two players that I'm really looking forward to, Colsey and Sam Kane. Sam Kane coming back, getting that much-needed game time that you can't get in training. You can only get it during the game when you've got to get off the ground. You've got to make tackles. You've got to hit rucks. You don't get any of that during the training week. So good to see Colsey, Sam Kane back, um, heading into next two weeks, a huge back-to-back test against quality sides, Ireland, and then the big one against France. Uh, Josh Lord getting his first start. Great to see him having a run around. Um, George Bridge, I just really, really am hoping that Bridgie has an outstanding um, game. Um, just gets his confidence back, just gets involved, gets real busy. I think um, if you watch Will Jordan against the United States, and particularly last week, 
He just gets off his wing. He gets involved, gets his hands on the ball many, many times, back-to-back touches. So for me, Bridge, uh, Bridgie just needs to have a real, real big match. Um, Shannon Frizzell. Shannon Frizzell's on the, be- uh, on the bench there, and you've got Luke Jacobson playing six. Uh, which is which is awesome, but I think the big omission, and it's a big talking point. I know Ken from Auckland will be fuming at this. The omission of Akira Yuani. Where's Akira Yuani gone? Like he is. Um, I don't know what's what's happening. Obviously, you've got to give Shannon Frizzell a match, a game. Luke Jackson moving to six. He's quality too. He's made every post the winner when he's played number eight. But Akira Yuani has he just been forgotten? Has he been forgotten from the side? But obviously, with the big influence of Ethan Blackadder, how good has he been? So let us know. At home, Akiriwani, what's your thoughts there? Has he been overlooked? Has, has he got any opportunity to, to potentially come in the side and push for a position in the side with so much talent at six? You've got Hostens to 2 2 playing eight. He can cover six and eight. You've got Luke Jackson can cover both. Um, Akiriwani, he can play eight and six. Um, Ethan Blackadder, yeah, how outstanding has he been? Um, so look. I think it's a quality side, but they're not going to be troubled, and it was always going to be like this, a, a side that hasn't had potentially that much game time, getting some game time and getting a run around in the black jersey. So, yeah, I think they'll win by at least 60 minimum. If I'm going to be on spares, it's going to be a bit of a bit of a dropping. You reckon Akira Iwana, he might be down at the old Coliseum. He might have got his destination, so he's, he's built like a gladiator, isn't he? Big, big oh, lad. He, he is. Either that or he is, but like, he's just playing in a position. He's just in a tough position when you've got guys like Ethan Blackett, you've got Luke Jacobson, um, you know, Shannon Frizzell, who who was taken over there. He had a bit of time here playing for Tasman. He's been taken over, so he needs game time. But, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. And I just I just want to know a bit more if, if potentially he's been overlooked or, or Ethan Blackett is just better than him. Yeah. So let us know at home, 8833 on the text line. Mm, or he might be at Chien Bleu having a little... Pinot Noir. Uh, it is 8, <laughs> 7.30 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thank you, Trudy, with the news for Kubota. Of course, we're shaping and building New Zealand together. We're 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock. And lads, there's some great texts. Keep them coming. Double eight, double three, or the Kennard's higher phone line. Where is Akira Yuani? Izzy's asked the question. We've got some messages from Ken. He's always listening. And Lyndon. We'll clear those shortly. But before we do, let's get to our choices. Flooring Friday poll. Love to launch the poll. Choices Flooring Floors for Living catalogue is out now. I want you to go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Twitter or text us double eight, double three. And today, for you to have your choice on, we're going to the experts. We're going to the big guns. We're rolling out the talent. Baz and Izzy are going to help us with our choices flooring poll because, lads, it got me thinking. Italy, you're talking, Izzy, about how great it is seeing the sights, the experience. That would have to be one of the best cities to tour as a pro athlete. But I thought I'd get your top two from you guys and we'll put it to a poll and we'll ask people, if you were a pro athlete, what would the best city in the world to tour be? So we'll get your two nominations each and uh, we'll put it to a vote. So we'll start with you, Iz. Um, Yeah, so it's obviously when I'm an athlete. So the cities I've been to as an athlete, because I was kind of going on the criteria. Do you want want, like experience or do you want fun? So I'm going on experience. Okay, <laughs> where I've been with the All Blacks. Okay, I'm liking this. I'm liking well, I'm this. sure, you've, oh, had some, I'm sure you've had tours where you've done both. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that one off. <laughs> yeah, <I've had> 
<laughs> okay. Experience-wise, I can't go past Rome. Like, Rome is probably the greatest city I've ever been to. And I was lucky enough to travel there with Daisy when we had the 2016 we played Italy. So I'll have to put Rome. What just so much history there. So Rome for me. And then another city would have to be South Africa, Cape Town. South Africa, Cape Town. Just a special place. And, and we spoke off here about... Um, Africa is just a wonderful country to, to be able to travel. So many beautiful places, beautiful food, uh, really cheap too. So Love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, love that one. Cape Town, Cape Town and Rome for me. Baz? What are you, Baz? Um, you know, I was just thinking uh, Dakar and Colombo and it's not quite Rome, is it? But anyway, um, I think... I think Barbados would probably be yeah. my favourite. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like... yeah I'd, I'd say Barbados. Great fun. Great golf courses. Bit of racing. Normally take the family over there as well. You've run them. Obviously on the beach. Yeah, boats, fishing, golf, everything. Rum. I'd say Barbados. All right. Tough wicket, to, tough wicket to bat on, but that doesn't matter. Did you go all right in Barbados? <laughs> Not too bad. I it, it, I broke my arm in Barbados actually. Um, the wickets kind of just persists with me a little bit here. It's like it's like a batting on a bit of corrugated iron. So one hits and it's very bouncy. So it sort of it hits and then you think you come forward to it, but then the ball just goes. They call it through the top. That's the type of wicket it is there. It's uh, Barbados, it can be a little bit tricky, but so it's not too bad for a short fella because he can play square of the wicket, so you sort of get a few runs there every now and then. But you end up a bit black and blue as well. But it's irrelevant because you know you're on the beach and you're in Barbados mm. having a great time. So I'd say Barbados, but let us know double eight, double three, where the best cities you've been to. Uh, Rome, eh? Is like it, mm. good spot, just a special place, man. Special place with so many. Attractions and just knowing the history and, and, and you know watching Troy and you know just movies that get you get you up Gladiator, you know it's just that and then you you've been able to experience it so it's a special place so there you go Louis you got Rome you got Cape Town and you got Barbados what do you reckon can you do, Louis can you can you do the um, Gladiator line as well at some stage Louis uh, I'll reserve that for Izzy yeah definitely yeah what, what uh, are you not entertained. Are you not entertained? Oh. Peak Russell Crowe. No, no, no. I won't do that. Louis, where's yours? Parnell. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parnell. No, where's yours? No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll put on, I'll, I'll add, I was thinking one of the American cities, Um, Izzy, you guys went to, they were in Washington, but Chicago was something that I know you spoke about. It was really cool for a real fun experience. So uh, I'll chuck in one of the American cities in the poll just so we've got a little bit of American representation there because we've got Africa, we've got Europe, and we've got the Caribbean, so the West Indies, and um. Yeah, we'll chuck we'll chuck in America there, and we'll see what the poll result comes back for when you have your choice for choices flooring. Beautiful stuff. Excellent. And is what we got coming up? I oh, know you're looking forward to this. You are fizzing. Yeah, about looking forward to Matty Cross. Matty Cross, mate. Oh, he was he was he just got me giggling. Got me giggling. I rewatched it this morning. So Matty Cross is coming up. He is the voice of South Island Racing, and he's got a big week next week. So we'll be back shortly. Chatting to Matty Cross, you're listening to Baz and Lizzie for breakfast on SNZ.
Uh, 16 minutes away from 8 o'clock this morning. Keep your poll results coming in. Where would you like to travel if you were a pro athlete? We've got some great nominations. And Baz has just shown us a little resort in Barbados, which just looks so far away from Auckland. It just could not look more different than our 80th day in lockdown. And that's all right. We're getting through it together. But right now, well, it's Friday. And you know what we do on Fridays. Baz and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Yes, it is. It's that time of the morning as we count down to New Zealand Cup Week. We've been counting down to the amazing week that is Cup Week for the last two weeks, thanks to Fiber Fresh, Equine and Calf, Superfood, proudly New Zealand made. And today we're on the eve of the 2,000 guineas and only three days from getting stuck into the whole week. Three is about the same number of hours our guest, our next guest, is going to have not working next week. And that's the reality year in, year out for our Canterbury-based race caller who crowed, who cross-codes like prime Sonny Bill Williams bringing punters. Iconic cause will reflect on for years. Matt Cross is the man for the job. Luckily, he loves his job and he's on the line now. Good morning, Matty. Good morning, Izzy. Gee, I'm not sure about the comparison to uh, to Sonny Bill Williams. <laughs> you, you probably could have gone a little bit lower than that, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be on anyway. Uh, how are you guys? Oh, good. we're good, champion. We're good, champion. That's just the reality of how good you are, mate. You do it all. You do it all. You how big of a task is Cup Week for you? And can you walk us through the commitments of the whole entire week? Yeah, I can I can talk you through it. Uh, it's it's not an easy task, but at the same time, it's a, it's a very enjoyable one. It basically kicks off today, to be fair. So we have harness races out in Rangiora this afternoon. So we get through eleven races there today till about seven o'clock, and then, as you say, tomorrow we head over to Rickerton Park. We've got how many there? Eleven with the Group One, the two thousand guineas heading around there tomorrow, and. Sunday and Monday are generally decent office days with a couple of functions in between. And then Tuesday, the big day out of uh, the Addington Raceway. I'm sure that many people have been on course for the IRT New Zealand Cup, which this year has a a full field and a a fairly even one outside of the favourites as well. Wednesday, we head to Rickerton for the Copeland's Bakeries Mile. Thursday, we go to Ashburton for a harness meeting back on Friday to Addington. Uh, for the traditional show day meeting and then Saturday back at Rickerton again for the New Zealand Cup and the 1,000 guineas. So it might sound like quite a long time, but basically from Mm. this moment I'm talking to you until next Saturday in about eight or nine days' time, it feels like about 30 seconds, but it's a a 30 (laughs) seconds that you have to be well and truly prepared for. Hey, mate, just listen to your talk. Do you find it? tough to not just try and talk normally like i feel like you're going from race caller voice to to normal matt cross like is it could you find it tough to not try and get into race mode i say sometimes i do but you know what if you were it'd be tiring it'd be so tiring if you were um you know it'd be like if you were running around all day like you would on the rugby field you'd get sick of it you, you save that you save that for the pitch is he but yeah, um yeah yeah I, I certainly uh I probably slur my words a little bit more when I'm not at work, but yeah, it can be tiring at times. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is Baz here. Hey, um, mate, it's something that's always staggered me: is how do you actually 
remember? How do you familiarise yourself with the fields and the horses? And how does that just program into your head? What's that process look like? So it, it sort of starts when you kind of you're doing all of the form and you do get a bit of a, an idea of who's generally in the field. But in terms of memorising the entire field, it doesn't really happen until you see them on on the course. So when the horses first come out at the trots, it's a little bit easier because you kind of get seven or eight minutes of prelim with them. So by the time they get to the start and the race is run, they're well and truly locked into your mind. Where it gets difficult is when you go to Rickerton, the horses come into the front parade ring, the, the jockeys literally jump on and then they bugger off down to the start. So you've got about two or three minutes seeing them up close. And then they get around to the gate. So you've, you've just got to pretty much... What I do is I look at the horse... I say the horse's name out loud and I keep repeating that through the entire field before I can get through them all without missing a beat. And for a field that I've seen most of the time, that can take two or three minutes, but where it gets incredibly difficult is if you go to Rickerton and there's like a two or three-year-old race up the chute at the 1,200 metres. I don't know if you've ever been to Rickerton, but up that chute, it's a long, long way away when they get up there. That's where it gets kind of hard when you've never seen them before, but... Most of the colours I'm familiar with, you have to be quite careful that you don't get mixed up with a horse in the previous race because if you get a trainer like Jamie Richards or Michael and Matthew Pittman or Mark Purden in the harness racing code, then your brain can play tricks on you race to race and and think that it's the horse from the previous. But it's like what you guys do. It's like uh, any sportsman or anybody in their job. The more you do it, the more you get accustomed to it. And, And it does become easier over time, but you've still got to be on the ball, though. Sounds exhausting. Sounds absolutely <laughs> taxing. You must be cooked by the end of it all, surely. Do you get a chance to have a yeah. couple of beers and just let down? Yeah, well, I haven't actually had a beer for about two months, so I think that probably helps um, <laughs> for this week. And I, that's one thing I am looking forward to, the light at the end of the tunnel, grabbing hold of that cold one, knocking the top off it, and just that first sip, I think, would be one of the most satisfying <laughs> sips I've ever had on that, on that last... Uh, you really last thought about this, haven't you? <laughs> I have. I have. I've, I've walked it through my mind so many times, and boy, does it feel good. <laughs> oh, beautiful, mate. Love it. I look forward to having one with you next Saturday, Matty, brother. Um, Talk us through the week. What is your favourite day? What, what's one that really gets you up and about about the whole week? What's what's your favourite? Which I think Tuesday's probably the day historically for me that's that's me the most. I grew up with with a harness racing kind of background within within my family of people who would follow the races. So I think that the Tuesday there's so much history around the New Zealand Pacing Cup. It's the biggest two mile race in the Southern Hemisphere. There's a lot of great horses go around it and you know, there's been a lot of great memories over the years from that race. And so I think that that day is probably the one that I look forward to the most. I really enjoy the, the two group ones at Rickerton. We're very lucky that we're able to have both of the Guineas races down here. Tomorrow's got a star-studded field for the three-year-old boys, and then we move through to the three-year-old girls next Saturday. So they're both very good days. The hardest day is probably the Ashburton on the Thursday. It's a bit of a lower-grade meeting, and you've sort of been riding the high of the last two or three days and then you, you have to jump in the car and head an hour south and the, the calibre of horses isn't probably at the level of what you've been used to during the week. So, yeah, that's probably the most testing day out of them all. Matty, we're going to let you go in a minute, but just before we do, and we know you're a busy man, 
Can you can you steer us into the two thousand guineas winner? Well, I actually was lucky enough yesterday, Baz, to go out to Jamie Richards' base at Rickerton, and I got to meet a horse in the flesh called Novia. Mm. Now, he is one sexy boy. When I laid <laughs> eyes on him at the races, I thought, you, you're a real nice horse. But then when you see him up in the flesh, such an imposing horse, Baz, and you'd know this about having thoroughbreds yourself. You know, when you see a good one, you know a good one. And I think he's, uh, he's got Opie Boston on. He's got Jamie Richards training him. He's got young Sam Burgesson down here looking after him and a great team of Tiaka around him. So I think Novia would be the tip outside of those. It's pretty much anybody's go. It's an even race outside of him, but there's one man who knows how to win a Group 1 in New Zealand. It's Opie Bosson, and I'll be going with Novia in race eight. Beautiful. Is he? Did you write that, did you write that down in big, bold print, my friend? Yes, I'm not going wide, Kerry. Yeah. I'm going over there. I've got you. <laughs> All righty, Matty. Well, we'll let you go, mate. We really appreciate you joining us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Can't wait to hear your voice over the week and have a fantastic call, mate. You're doing brilliant things down there. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on and, as always, enjoying the show. Keep it up. Good man. That was Matty Cross. What an absolute champion, eh? What a... He's doing some brilliant things. Of course, Fibre Fresh Everyday Equine and Calf Superfood for the optimal health and performance of your animals. And that was our Waikato Stud interview. And Waikato Stud, of course, the home of champion size, including Savabil and Ocean Park. It is 7.53 in the morning. on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. It's Friday, Friday. We love Friday on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 5th of November, it's just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy. So we've had a good show so far. We've had some outstanding guests, some good texts coming through. Just read a quick text before we go. Good stats, actually, after I just spoke about the All Blacks. This is from Brent. He's an expat in Brisbane. World rugby record set to be broken by the All Blacks for in a calendar year. He's right. 92 tries is the record in the calendar year at the moment. That's by Argentina. New Zealand are on 89. Most points is 658. That is from the box. We need 31 more to beat them in the calendar year. If the All Blacks get 101 tries, we beat the record for average tries per test of 6.71 held by the 1987 Rugby World Cup ABs. That is some good stats from Brent, and I think that record's going to be broken potentially this weekend, or if not, over the next couple of weeks. So uh, watch that. No team has scored 100 tries, I'm pretty sure. 101 tries, first team ever, and that's what the All Blacks are about. So maybe set some records. Uh, thanks for that text, mate. Appreciate that from Brent over in, in Brisbane. Awesome. He's an excellent wood man too, so he'll be a Richie Moanga fan. There you go. We've had a good show. We've had Annabelle Nisham on. Annabelle Nisham, she's got two good horses racing in this weekend um, in the stakes group one. Moonga and Zaki. She spoke about Zaki. Uh, obviously, just temperature rose just for the Cox Plate. Late Cox Plate, late scratching. Um, she was very, very good to share her little insight. She even gave us a tip uh, in that conversation. If you missed that tip, well, you're going to have to go to the podcast to get that tip. If you missed it, you're going to have to go to the podcast and go get that tip. <laughs> it is at Rose Hill on the weekend, so make sure you download the SEN app and go to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast podcast and you'll get Annabelle Nation's tip. And it's a goodie too. It's got some juicy odds. I'm on it. I'm on it. So come join me. Come join me. Also have Matty Cross for our Waikato Stud Racing preview. Matty Cross is a caller down south here. 
he also gave us a wee tip. I'll tell you that one. There's no veer. No veer in the group one. Two, uh, 2,000 guineas on Saturday. It's going to be too good. I've taken that one. I've taken that one too as well, Maddie. So I'm on I'm on everything at the moment. Oh, silly boy. Anyway, so Maddie was outstanding today. He is the voice of South Island run, uh, Racing, and he's got a big, big week next uh, ahead of us. So looking forward to um, listening to Maddie ro- uh, Cross calling that. But coming up. Coming up, we got a we got a legend, a champion, a champion Blackfern, Kendra Coxedge. Blackfern's had a massive task, have a massive task ahead of them as they try to bounce back from that massive loss against England. Another week together would have done wonders for the young side, and Kendra would have been leading the way this week. Glenn Moore would have put them through their paces, and I'm looking forward to seeing the girls bounce back after that tight tussle against England in that first round. And Kendra's on the line. She's had a busy day. So we'll get over to Kendra. Good morning, Kendra. Hey, morning, Izzy and Bess. How are you? Good. Oh, so, very good. Very good. Kenj, how are you, mate? How, how's the week been? How, how you, how you, how's the preparation been going? It's been a really good week. Um, obviously, just heartbreak loss last weekend. Obviously, pretty disappointed in that. Mm. But, mate, we've had a really good week uh, prepping so far. Um, there was a massive mindset change, and yeah, we're ready. We're just losing you a wee bit there, Kenj. Um, can you stand up and put your phone out the window so we can get some good service? <laughs> can you, can you? <laughs> can you? We're just losing can you, you a wee right bit, Kenj. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's be in the better, wine cellar. Better. Thank you. Must be in the wine cellar. <laughs> <laughs> there you Do you go. Want me to hey, um, that? So. No, no, I kind of heard a wee bit about preparation. Tell us about the preparations and what were the biggest learnings from that first match, um, you know, leading into this week and what has been the messages from, from Glenn Moore and Les Out of the, you know, your, your inspirational skipper? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is like, is, was learning, right? Like, you've got to learn from losses like that. And I think, yeah. um, you know, we had a lot of new girls into Test Footy and it was kind of welcome back to Test Footy. And, you know, England really brought mm. it to us, almost knowing that. Um, I think the main thing was is we had prepped well. We trained well last week and we reviewed, we kind of stick to the plan that was, you know, that we kind of had had in place. And um, yeah. I think, yeah, really physical. It was really fast. Um, and I think probably the main thing is just that the mindset, you know, we're, we're ready to, mm. to take that on. And, um, you know, they, they beat our front. did their homework on our lineouts. Um, that was a real big challenge when you, you know, the platform was really tough. But you know, for me, I guess as as a nine, trying to create a good platform for the for the side, and it's challenging when you you know when you set pieces and at the at the at the best. Kendra Baz here. Hey, um, obviously it didn't work out last week for you, but it must have been awesome being back playing after two and a half years with the girls, being able to get out there and just put the black jersey on again and and rip into it, and no doubt. The, you guys would be better for it this time around and you just relax the shoulders a little bit and, and you can really sink your teeth into the game. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. We were fizzing last week, you know, putting on that jersey, doing the haka and singing the anthem, you know, again. And, you know, the crowd was massive. There was, for us, there's some, you know, it was 10,000, which is huge for us. You know, some mm. girls have never played in mm. front of that many people and, you know, they're really supportive. It was a roaring crowd. Um, so it was a real special occasion um, at Sandy Park and, 
yeah, it was. It was. I think you know. I think it's probably what girls got kind of got caught up in. Right, is the fact that we were back playing test footy, and sure, it was tough on the lungs. The lungs and the legs were blowing about twenty minutes in. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, someone that's about as fit as anything like yourself. If you're blowing, man, I can't imagine what I'll be feeling like out there. Hey, talk about the talk about the tour. Like I've been, I've been following a few of the girls on, on the social. You've been getting out, and have you been trying to hack it around the golf course like Chelsea Alley has? Uh, Chelsea has been horrific. I think she needs a break from the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've um, I mean, obviously we're in bubble life over here, so we're pretty restricted on what we're mm. what we can do. But um, you know, where we can, we try and get out and about. And you know, we've done a couple of bus tours, and um, there's a lot of fun that's kind of been around the, the hotel. We just had a bit of a fun night um at the races. We called it. We had some fake money and just betting on mascots racing and marble racing and all that kind of stuff, which has been <laughs> which has been pretty cool. So. Um, and it's been pretty much. Did you even know there was marble racing, Dagger? You need to look into that, mate. It's crazy. <laughs> what? What is Tell that? Us what that Can you is. explain it? What is that? It's actual marbles. There's marbles racing. You need to go suss it out. Have a look at it. <laughs> oh, this is not they what we need. We don't track. need something else to punt on. We're talking about punting on the show all day. <laughs> probably go better than the horses, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Who oh, won? Who doubt. cleaned up? Oh, uh, we 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 put some money on snowball, snowball, and the, and it came in, it came in and won, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how good, how good! I love it. We um, have good form going into their race, or is just <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just kind of started off real fast, kind of dropped back into fourth, and then came in and won. <laughs> <laughs> So Still it was a good ride, eh? Hey? Who was riding it? Who was riding it? <laughs> I'm going to send oh, you the link to look at it. It's funny as. Yeah. Okay, send us the link. Brilliant. We'll track it up on our Twitter page so you at home can have a bet on the marbles. There you go. Love the wee little TAB might even put some odds on. How good is that? Um, hey, exciting news been uh, announced the last couple of days. Super Rugby Old Picky squads have been announced. And um, I was just kind of aligning that to to the way that England has been playing the last couple of years. You know, they are a quality side, but they've had a professional um, competition over there for a while now. They've been playing a lot of rugby. Can you see the, the, the transition in the Super Rugby Old Picky and the squads and, and the exposure? Can you see the upside from, from this competition going forward? Like the Black Ferns have had Farrah Palmer Cup before, but and they've been world leaders on the big stage, but you can only see this new competition and the exciting um, aspect this brings to, to women's rugby. It's only going to develop the Black Ferns and the women's rugby to be even better, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, we know there's always been a big jump, you know, from Farah Palmer Cup to Black Ferns, so that's going to help bridge that. And, man, looking at mm. today, like, there's going to be some good competitive footy. You know, you've got the best players in the in the country. you got and sevens players coming across and playing too. So you literally got the best rugby players in New Zealand going to be coming up against each other, you know, for four weeks and that's going to be quality and, you know, we're going to be together four day, you know, four days a week for six weeks. So, you know, they're kind of training full time and that's just going to add um, a different kind of element to the game, you know, when you're training together and get stronger together, fitter together. I um, mean, obviously on the field doing, you know, people will understand technical stuff a bit better so I think the quality of it's going to be you know going to be huge um, we saw the Blues Chiefs play early on this year and you know that was that was high quality as well so it's really exciting and it's a good opportunity for 
you know, after playing Test footy after two and a half years, I think, you know, having a competition like this is also going to bridge that gap in terms mm. of, um, you know, the, the intensity of it. I'm looking at the sides. I'm looking at the sides, and they're all quality throughout, but one squad that I just think is absolutely disgustingly stacked is the Chiefs, mate. What's going on there? And how did they get Ruby uh, Tui? I'm spewing. I'm spitting tacks that they were able to get Ruby, Ruby Tui, who was born and bred in the South. What's going on there? I heard you and um, Joey Wheeler doing something together, having talking about Kelly and Ruby not playing for the South. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to, to lose Ruth, but obviously she's following, probably following Bunce. You know, she's had a lot to do with him with the Sevens, and he's coaching, yeah. coaching them. So I kind of, you know, kind of understand it. And she's got a life now up in, up in Sauronga. Um, but yeah, we're we're gutted not to have have her down south. Um, and the same with Kelsey, you know, Fano's up in, up in Tauranga. But um, with our team, we've got some quality players too. You know, there's going to be some competitions just within our team and Matatu, um, you know, so it's going to be real yeah. real good. It's going to be, you know, that's what's really good too is that the, the competition for positions is going to be massive each week, um, which is huge. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that competition, uh, Kenji. I think it's going to be outstanding. It's much needed. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad it's here. But back to the test on uh, this weekend in Northampton when you're playing the English side. How has Growler been? How has Glenn Moore been this week? <laughs> I was lucky enough to be coached by Glenn Moore. He has a nickname, Growler, for a reason. Uh, how's he been, <laughs> mate? <laughs> yeah, he was, um, our review was pretty ruthless, eh? Um, but, you know, it's always, <laughs> always about performance. It's never a personal. So, um, he, you know, came in, him and all that, you know, he's in, and we're coming pretty hot around a few different bits and pieces, which was needed, you know, so it was open and honest. Um, he's he's been pretty good. We kind of did the review. You know, the great thing about it is you can turn around and play again. We get to play them again this week, and you know we're we're pumped mm. for that. We got rid of the review straight into preview um, for this week, and you know we're not going to we're going to change too much in terms of how we wanted to play them. Um, it's just more around you know getting our physicality right, getting our set piece right, um, and then once we get a good platform, we'll be I think you know we'll we'll be we'll be dangerous. Um, and, you know, there'll be a few changes this week in terms of the team too, which is always exciting. Um, there's got a, yeah. still got some young girls to come through. So um, the team will be named, you know, shortly for that. So that's exciting. Do you want to announce I'm, I'm interested in this. interested in this, Kendra, <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in, 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 from a coaching point of view. So the preview or even a little bit of the review, was it more around tactics and game plans or was it more around attitude? Which which Glenmore was sort of picking up on. Our one this time was was it was attitude. It was mindset and attitude. That's you know because as I mentioned, the game plan that we had is you know was it was there, and we're still seeing those opportunities in terms of previewing them this week. So we know what we need to do. It just we've just got to um, turn up for it. Um, you know we know what England are like. They they do a lot off the ball. We were almost too nice. They were taking players out. They were mm. you know niggly at the rucks, and we you know we need to give that back where we can. Mm. So. Um, and I think that, you know, welcoming girls, you know, new girls to Test 40 weren't quite sure how to take that, you know, getting pushed over on the way to Iraq or mm. getting taken out, you know, mm. that's, that's what comes with Test 40. So, um, you know, us old girls had to give these young ones a bit of a lesson during the week and that's how we've trained. We've got our, um, our scouts <laughs> and warriors, so our girls who aren't, you know, potentially not stripping and the ones that might be on the bench that have been, been playing like England against us and taking us out and holding us back. So, you know, we've, we've really brought that in this week, which is good. Yeah. Any any, any feisty boring. moments throughout the week? Or yeah, what? there's been some feisty <laughs> moments, mate. We're on edge. Watch out. 
<laughs> oh man, I look forward to a backlash this weekend. Hey, give us one thing we can look for uh, this weekend. A wee change that you you you'll be hoping you can predict and an expectation we can look for on on, on the weekend. Mate, physicality. Some of the players that are going to be out there are, are going to be wrecking balls. So um, I'm even excited about that. Some, you know, I think the whole mindset change is going to be completely different, and we'll just be, you know, we we're really we're gutted, absolutely gutted about that loss and being our hundredth test. And you know, for me, someone who's been what played 50, 54 of them, um, you know, I was pretty mm. pretty gutted, and so was everyone else. So we're yeah, we're definitely looking for a backlash, and that has to start with our attitude. Nice. Oh, awesome, Kenji. I really look forward to watching that back backlash uh, on the weekend. You guys are going to be physical and you're going to be brutal, and I really, really look forward to it. I hope you girls do well. We're really proud of you. Congratulations on the 100th test and 54, mate. You're getting old, Kendra. Keep it up. Oh, no. about, we got a text message. Wait, we, we got a text message from, from one of the lads, Goose. He said, you lads need to to go check out Marble Racing. We have done it before. It was real good. So there you go. We're going to chuck it up and go have a wee look. Awesome. <laughs> good luck, awesome. Ken. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Sweet days. Take it easy. Legend. There you go. Kendra Coxedge, 54 tests of the 100 tests. She's been around a while, mate. She knows what it takes to do and yeah. get the job done. So great work from Kendra, mate, and great question about the review bears and you've you've had a few Did that really make sense you kind of answer to that and the attitude and yeah it did uh, and i love the fact that she pointed out physicality because that's a like that's an actual that, that's an action that you can can put into into work sometimes in reviews and previews we can get very emotional in, in any sport mm. and sometimes that emotion it's it's great and it's venting but is there any Thing tangible which you can actually grab a hold of and then put into your performance moving forward. It sounds like they've identified that area. Um, we mm. probably do have to cut them a little bit of slack as well. They haven't played for two and a half years. They were fizzing. Yeah, going, yeah. They might have been over-aroused going into that game, mm. you know, that first game. So I'd imagine they'll be much, much better for the run um, this week. And, and look, I'm, I'll am i be tuning in for sure, watching just to see. No, no one likes anything better than a bounce back, you know? It's one thing yeah. to suffer a yeah. loss, but then to have the bounce back and the backlash and, and get out there and, you know, and serve it up to them this time round would be pretty special and pretty cool win. Anyway, what's what else we got left here? Is we've got plenty in our final furlong. What have we got? Yep, we've got up? Pip Morris coming up. We're gonna get Pip on and wow. I'm glad it's Pip and not Paul Moati because he'll be ripping us out where we <laughs> showdown bet yesterday. So we've got the lovely Pip on and she might bring us a little wee tip, another tip to get into for the Greyhound. She loves a wee Greyhound race. So we'll get up to Pip and then we're going to have a wee Friday tip or lad in the show. Keep those texts coming through, double eight, double three. Anything you want to cheers throughout the week and we'll get those cheers and uh, we'll be back soon soon. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 25 minutes past 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's Friday and it's getting weird here in the uh, Parnell Studios in Auckland, but that's alright because we've got some sanity to the show. Pitt Morris is standing by. Double eight, double three. We've got a text. Lads, Marble Racing gives me real 1am 17 beers deep vibes right alongside Kazakhstan table tennis and Korean virtual horses. Yeah, look, you're probably not far off the mark there, but the, the Black Ferns girls have been loving the Marble Racing, so we'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt here. It's time for a TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Pip Morris, Pip, do you guys have any Marble Racing markets open? I don't think we do. No, good morning, team. How are we? 
<laughs> Good. Good. Astounded by marble the marble racing. racing. Yeah. Look, it would be fun to watch, wouldn't it? It'd be interesting. We'll put a get some stakes on there and see who's the best marble roller. <laughs> what do you what do you got for okay. us today, Pip? Uh, well, haven't we got, of course, bonus back blitz is back across Tabatha, Rickerton, Flemington and Rose Hall for the weekend. Uh, caught your interviews with Matt Cross, so you'd be pleased to know that there's been 6K put on at Novera at around $2.90. So someone happy to take that, obviously, with the great OT Hopper <laughs> battle. Um, a K on Novera again at two seventy. And I also listened to Annabelle Nisham. One, love the tip. And two, there's some really nice power plays around the Manicato there. You've got uh, Zaki and Mwanga to finish top three at $3.50. And there's also Colette. Oh. We know she's going to love the wet into Mwanga. Both to finish top three at three twenty-five. So, look, check out those power plays. Could be a nice way to play that weekend as well. That is a bet, Baz and Izzy and Pip. That is a bet. It's not bet. my money. It's not my money. Is he? Is that your money? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not my money. It's Louis, my your money. money? Not a bad bit. Lads, lads, it's not. It's definitely not my money, and it's. I can probably speak. I'm safe to speak on behalf of Joe and Kiz that it's definitely not their money either. Um, how's this? I'm just looking at these power plays, lads. Zaki to win, Moonga to run top four is paying five dollars at the TAB. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great shopping. Wow. Isn't that just generous? Because Annabelle Nisham is pretty much saying that Moonga, she's he's jumping out of his skin, he's building to a huge race, but he's probably going to have to run the race of his life to knock off Zaki. I think that's probably fair to say. I just think there's a couple of options there. Zaki and Moonga, top three, as you said, Pip, 350. There are some really nice options. Yeah, there certainly is. And even Zaki to win and Colette, top three, just with that wet ground, I think she'll relish it. That's 475. So that's a really good power play as well. Oh, yeah, that's good money as well. Crikey, you could actually multi up. Oh, I'm thinking dreaming real big here, Pip, but you could actually multi <laughs> well, you up. You almost like... got one yesterday, guys. Oh, it was close, <laughs> eh? <laughs> oh, don't. It would have hurt. It was close, <laughs> though, wasn't it? It was quite a good run by wow. Ryden Rose, I thought. Were you nervous? Just missed, not- oh, just missed that nostril, didn't it, for third? I was nervous. I thought you were going to get up when it was flying down the outside. Well, we felt so bad because we had Paulie Mwati on earlier in the week and he was just like a sack of spuds. He was down in the mouth beaten. and it was like beaten, just dejected. So we didn't want to just keep, you know, you don't want to kick the TAB while it's down. No, you got to keep it peppy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, well, thank you very you, much you, for you joining us. You love a Greyhound? You love a wee Greyhound? There's something at Eddington today. Okay. You'll have a wee tip today at Eddington, wouldn't you, Pip? Just before we let you go. We little tip. Oh, I don't tip mind. Tip I don't mind Ribble Boom. Ribble Boom in the last at Addington today. She's just got box speed. She can cross the two. Bruno Barbarelli. They always seem to take each other out, but she's a good chance here in the last. And look, the first at Palmerston North. There's a dog called Not Even Owl at around three fifty. He should be taking out that Cornellering it with Big Time Navy. That's how I'd play the first at Palmerston. You, boys, that's you, outstanding. You, you really, when you get Pip on a Friday, you really have to wonder what Paul's bringing on Monday to Thursday. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nothing in there. Right, <laughs> Pip's in, pulls out. Great to talk to you, Pip. <laughs> you too, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Pip from the DAB, of course, TAB promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly, R18. Yep, unfortunately, we might be saying goodbye to Paulie Moati. We haven't had a song for a long time. We haven't had any sort of... He's bought us nothing. Pip comes in and drops us, mm. hopefully, a winner. Just just like that. How good. 
Right, it's coming up 8.30 in the morning, which means we're off to speak to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are building and shaping New Zealand. All right, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're in the last furlong of our show before Cup Week rips in, well, really tomorrow, the 2,000 guineas, but next week officially... Uh, thanks for your time this morning. The Black Caps play Namibia tonight. Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott will be all over that. The jab and the snake. Cheers to Baz and Izzy keeping us sane in these crazy times. Thinking I'm building to a quizzy win. Have an awesome weekend, you champions. Alan, I can only assume that's Alan from Fakatane And Al. Yes, yeah. Alan. Yes, Alan. That's Al. Hang, hang <laughs> tough. Hang tough. Stay all day, Alan, because you're going to get Louis. one of these. So, sorry, Louis. My brother's here, and my brother yesterday was like... Bro, I just want Alan to win the quiz, man. I want him to win the quiz. And I'm like, so do we, bro. We, we want do. Alan to win the quiz. And we, look, I'm going to be honest, we've tried to get you the quiz, Al, but you just haven't come through, mate. So if you keep trying, just keep trying, you get one, mate, because I'm going to get you one. I promise you, Al. There you go. There you go, little. Hang, hang tough, Al. Stay all day, mate, and you will get paid. Um, we're, we're looking mm. after you, Al, and uh, there's a couple more good messages here for the Friday tipple. Tim's got one through. <laughs> we'll get to that a bit later on. But if you want to toast something, double eight, double three, or the Kennard's High phone line is still there for the next half hour and the rest of the day. But tell us what you want to toast to this week. It's time to get to our Choices Flooring poll result. The Choices Flooring Floors for Living Spring Sale catalogue is out now, boys. So... We were asking the question on the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter page and also on the text machine, double eight, double three. The All Blacks are in Rome and they're obviously having the time of their life out there. If you were a pro athlete, like you two gents were, what city would you enjoy touring the most? And we got some nominations, Izzy, Rome, Cape Town, Barbados, and I just chucked in Chicago because I know the ABs have been there and that's a, a sporting city with that's steeped in tradition and history. Here are the results. Probably not necessarily surprising. Cape Town has polled the lowest, but I just think that's probably people misunderstanding the actual true beauty of Cape Town is. But uh, that's mm. that's coming forth. Then Chicago. Then Barbados and Rome have run a close race, but Rome has come out on top with just over 40% of the votes. Um, I guess, again, it's the tradition and I guess the beautiful scenery you get in Rome. So Rome has won that poll. Is that surprising to you, Is? Um. Uh... Yeah, well, definitely after Bears sold it, sold Barbados. But um, I, I was lucky they haven't to even go started selling it yet. Fucking yeah. sell it if you want. <laughs> sell the dream, mate. Some beautiful <laughs> golf courses. $4,000 to go play a golf course. Wow. You obviously didn't play that. Who would you play with? I played with Owen Morgan, actually, because it's obviously owned by the Irish. And Morgs yep. is Irish, and he's good mates with all of the Irish boys, all the Cornwall boys, so... He got us on there for next, didn't he? So you can actually, the golf shirts. The golf shirts I'm going to wear, mate, when we go down to the Donk, Flem's Golf Tournament, yes. are Green Monkey golf shirts. Now, you can only play, you can only buy those golf short shirts if you play the golf course. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's actually so where you, Tiger got Woods got married. Uh, you can have one of mine. You can try it on, see if, see if it Ooh, be fits. tight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, mate, look. what's mine is yours, barring my wife, okay? All right. That's, yeah. 
There you go. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I thought I heard you wrong there, but anyway. Hey, Louis, I know you're fascinated with a slightly older woman. What about Madonna? Um, what about Madonna, mate? <laughs> Do you like Madonna? <laughs> <laughs> How old is she? Um, what about Sure? Sure, Sure, however you say it. Madonna. Yeah, yeah. Kylie Minogue is looking sensational on this Chemist Warehouse cover, though. Like, it really, like, seriously. You've got DC DC up the top with his Elfin Good Deals Chemist Warehouse this Christmas. And then you go down and you've got Kylie Minogue selling her darling fragrance for 19.99, 75 mils. I'm not kidding. That screams a bargain as well. So that's... Oh, if, if he's rolling around in this in a studio. If Madonna can get on the cover of Chemist Warehouse, then I'll then I'll consider it. But until then, okay, okay. What about you, Bess? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Look, there's a couple of texts here. There's a couple of texts here. Ken Akira will be held back for the Irish and French six at Blackadder was ineffective against the Welsh. Cheers, Ken. And Akira surely next week has been starting 23. Oh, yeah, that's from Lyndon. Let it clear those messages. We are not far away from the Friday tipple, boys. We're going to shoot off and we're going to come back and we're going to toast the week. We might even toast Kylie and Madonna. It's 23 minutes from nine. Baz is here for breakfast on ECNZ. All right, we're 18 minutes away from the doyen to bring some sensibility and credibility to the station. Ian Smith up not far away. Thank you for all your correspondence on Kylie Minogue and Madonna. We'll keep that strictly off here for the minute because right now, every Friday... Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Ooh, how good. How good. <sighs> Yes, it's Friday tipple. Cheers to Izzy. Innovating on the field and in the paddock. Half Regian, half stairs. Could be the future. That is from Tim, and he's obviously mocking my farming abilities. Yes, if they are called Regian stairs. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm innovating in the paddock as well. How good. But right now, it is the Friday tipple. Welcome in to the Friday tipple yet again, where we toast some of the highs of our week on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. First up... I want to toast to Honey Hidemir Smiler, who we caught up with on Monday following the Blackfern's disappointing loss to England. Honey reckons the women need a bit more of the physical side aspect at practice this week, which I agree with, but if I was them, I'd stay away from Honey. For me, it's like throw the ball in and let's play ball rush and, and bash each other up. Oh. And we'll get, <laughs> Bro, you know, honey, mate, honestly, like, watch honey play. Man, you don't want to run straight at her. You don't want to run straight <laughs> at honey, bro. Honestly, she'll snap you in half. Oh, it's one thing getting battle hardened, but I think I'd struggle to make it, a, uh, make it to Saturday if I was running to honey's way. She was outstanding. Cheers, honey. Excellent. Yeah, that's good, Is Very good. And what about on Tuesday, mate? We celebrated the Melbourne Cup, the race that stops two nations, and we did that by chatting with the owner of Ocean Billy, Billy Pomardi, and the Chosen Ones trainer, Andrew Forsman, as well. They both spoke about how special it is to be involved in the Melbourne Cup. Hasn't hit home just yet, but when I see those coloured walk around that bird cage, uh, I guess it's the time. To be able to have a horse in the race and line up and take your spot, that's a, a big achievement in itself, and I'm just hope, hopeful that the horse can run well and do us proud again. 
Yeah, they may not have won the race, but nevertheless, we're super proud of them and their involvement in the event, which is laced with so much history. It was awesome to see so many horses with Kiwi connections in the great race. And I want to thank Bill and Andrew for helping us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast celebrate such a special day. Cheers, boys. Yeah, that was a special day, Baz. I really enjoyed Tuesday. Obviously, Melbourne Cup. And uh, well done to Very Elegant as well. Chris Waller, that was an outstanding win. Uh, also, on Wednesday, we chatted to Andrew Seabrook. Seabs, it seemed that Baz was less concerned with Seabs thoughts, thoughts on the Melbourne Cup and more with what's for dinner. What's for dinner tonight, Seabs? Um, I actually haven't checked the menu, Your Royal Highness, but um, <laughs> you know, after I yeah. Oh, how good is that, Your Royal Highness? You're not wrong there. The special one there up in MIQ. On the other hand, he carried out a journalistic responsibilities by getting the scoop on plans to move the yearling sales to March. I apologise for that. I want to thank C's for looking out for my brother Bears, and I'll see you at the Cracker Millions, mate. Can't wait. Good stuff. Yeah, old Seeds, he's a champion. Love that little toast to the great man. What about another couple of champions as well? We had Sir Peter Vella and also Stephen Fleming, the old mate who spent some time with the, with the Black Caps before the World Cup. He spoke about how it felt to be back in that environment and to train with the Kiwi boys. Getting the, the couple of training shoot and putting the gear back on, it was a little bit emotional actually. I was really quite proud to be able to put it back on and be part of one of the, the best squads, best sides we've ever put together. So a little bit of a fanboy moment. Yep, insightful as always, always very articulate. I'm going to look overlook the fact, though, that you did question my punting skills, by the way, Flemo. But anyway, look forward to catching up again when we're out of MIQ. Cheers, mate. Well, I've gone double toast. I'm going to double toast this very, very special horse. It's time for our toast of the week, which has to go to Kiwi team behind Very Elegant. The greatest of them all. Oh, that gives me goose, goosebumps. What a brilliant ride by J-Mac. I'm kicking myself that I didn't back it. But oh well. I'm so happy for him and Chris Waller, as well as all the Kiwi owners and her breeder, Don Goodwin. Congratulations to everyone involved with this incredible mare. It made Tuesday a great one to be a Kiwi. Cheers. That is our Friday tipple brought to you by Baz and Izzy. How good was that? Very elegant. Very, very special week. Very special week, Bazza. Sure has been, is it's been great. I want to thank you as well, mate, um, and all the team. You know, when you're locked up in MIQ, mm. lots of people they don't really have a lot to do, do they? But I have the benefit of being able to jump on every morning with you and all the team, and be able to uh, have a laugh and a joke and talk sport and racing and all things that come to our mind in the morning. So very lucky to be be able to do that past the last couple of weeks as well. So thanks, is no worries. Thanks to you. Louis, Thanks where's the you cheers? Guys. You meant to cheers him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Still, you're still Sorry. reading through the catalogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was, and I was just trying to get the timing of the song right, but there's a message. There's Louis, the ambassador or something, just nipping down the letterbox to take the no junk mail off, and I completely <laughs> endorse that because you find some brilliant <laughs> stuff in there, and I'm not the ambassador. That is firmly in Dan Carter's. Um, I'm a bit about... 
a lot of test points and test caps away from uh, being that. But no, well done, boys. Cheers to you, Baz, actually, just um, from a production standpoint. You've been an absolute pleasure to work with while you've been in MIQ. It's the testing times occasionally, but you've been a superstar and we've uh, really enjoyed it. How good is it just to have the team back together? Loving it. It is. Yeah, yeah. Very very special. I'll tell you one challenge in MIQ, lads, and treats, (laughs) is so... (laughs) Well, so you've got coffee cups and you've got, like, normal cups. In the morning, you're not sure which one you're reaching for, whether it's got wine in it or whether it's got coffee in it. He's trying to make sure that you get the right one because you don't want to end up drinking your Central Otago Pinot Noir at 6 a.m. in the morning. Save that for 6 p.m. at night. Yeah, a few challenges, a few challenges in here. Not long, though, so looking forward to getting out and seeing everyone and getting back into me studio in, uh, in Matamata there as well. Is get back in there and be able to yeah. uh, to make things make things home again. All right, we got coming up here the Doyen. We have the Doyen and Temper sleep on it, so we'll get to him on the other side of this.